Hello and welcome to Gloss Over, a podcast for creators, artists, entrepreneurs, spirit seekers, beauty lovers, and bosses. We're taking a deep dive into topics that we just can't gloss over. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Gloss Over Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Megan Whalen, licensed cosmetologist and makeup artist, content creator, and industry heretic. Hey, gang, it's Caroline Trudeau. I am an experienced innovator, a culture maker, and the creator of thevoicescollection.com. Welcome back, girl. Welcome back. Good to be with you. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. So um, I want to start this episode off by telling you about this little tidbit that I read about on the internet. It's Oh, I, I love know, internet tidbits. You know, <laughs> the internet is always right. <laughs> and it's a fascinating place it's to operate within. Fascinating. fascinating. Indeed. But um, this, this tidbit made me think about you. Um, I read, and this is a study from the National Institute of Health, so quite a credible source, not like the internet. I would say, yes. yes. Um, right. So it was a study that they did on um, the psychological implications of, of makeup. Um, but the, the tidbit is that 44% of women do not like to leave their house without wearing any makeup. 44% of American women. Are you one of them? Oh, that's such a good statistic. Not that I've wondered that, because I really, to be honest with you, have never wondered that. But it's a good statistic. Um, I am not one of those. I am one of the 56%. For Is that really? Right? Yeah, yeah. Doing the Doing math? The, yeah. yeah, I'm one of the 56%. Yeah. One of the 56% that yes. doesn't mind yes. leaving the house without makeup I on. I don't mind. I don't mind. I um, love my makeup-free days as we have previously discussed Mm -hmm. because I do a lot of full face makeup all the time. And so for me to be kind of free and wearing nothing but skincare and, um, being imperfect in public does not really shake me that much because I, I, I'm fortunate enough to have decent brows that are not like, they're not filled in right now and they're not horrible. And I feel like that's the one thing Skin, brow, and a little bit of lash. And other than that, I'm really not... I, I can go anywhere without... Not, I shouldn't say anywhere. If I'm running errands or whatever, I'll go without. If I'm going to an event, obviously, or dinner or something, then obviously I would... Or work, I wouldn't go without makeup, ever, to see a client, ever to a work engagement, um, ever to a function, a social. So it's definitely... I guess the question is, sometimes... If I'm just going to the grocery store, if I'm running some errands, if I've just worked out where I plan to work out when I go back home, then I, I'm like fine without it. I am fine. I don't know what that says about me as a human being, but. Well, it says that you're fabulous. It says that you don't need your mask to be out in public all the time. And I think it's really impressive because you are in that business that, you know, you are fully comfortable going out of your house, doing you, having beautiful skin, beautiful brows, just being blessed with that radiance that you have that I see in front of me now. And thank you, girl. Yes, honey. Um, It's skincare first. Yes. Yes. We have, we have definitely, uh, touched on that in some of the previous episodes um i am actually i'm part of the 44 i know I'm, and I'm I, I love that about you i know 
And I think that's a good thing. And I, and we can dive into why I think it's important to be one of the 44. Yeah. That's why we're here today. Yeah, for, because for sure. we got to talk about why that's important. I will never leave the house without a brow. That's for sure. At least... You have a list. You have a little baby list baby of, list. like, at least at least these things. Baby basics. Right. A brow. At, so you're going, to yo- you're going to hot yoga, and you're not going to leave well, the house without... Okay, hot yoga. Let's just be real. Um... Okay, here's what's going to happen at hot yoga. I'll go to yoga okay. with whatever makeup on I had that day because I usually will go after mm. work. But Got before it. I step into the studio, it all comes off. Because, a little wipe. Yeah, little, a little wipe, and it all comes off. Because let's just be real. That's going to be a hot mess. Like, even a tiny bit of mascara in a hot yoga class makes you look like you cried for six days. I know that a lot of people will work out in a full face of makeup. Yeah, as well. but honey, like, I do. I am one of those people. Like, not a yeah, full face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't ever wear yeah. a full face anyway, but I'll never leave the house without at least a little tint in my, in my brow. Right. At least a little mascara on my lash. Yeah. At least a little concealer under my eyes and on trouble spots, if I have any, at that sure. time of the month. And a lip. I will never, ever, ever go to the gym without a lip gloss on. It's like it, when I was training for Ironman, literally people would make fun of me. It was like, Caroline, what kind of, like, what's up with the gloss? And I'd, I'd have a full on gloss into my saddlebag under my seat. <laughs> I well, just can't listen, help it. We all have to do, I think, what makes us feel <clears throat> powerful. And we've often talked about like the ritual of makeup and like why. The ritual is important, what the ritual does for us. And I will say, like, if I have a full glam on, I feel so much more confident, capable, empowered, ready to f- literally face the day. And it's it's not got anything to do with other people's judgment. Because, frankly, I don't really care if other people judge that I'm not wearing all the makeup all the time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really, like, I feel like if I ran into someone I knew on a day off and I wasn't wearing any makeup, I really wouldn't be shook by that. You know, like, I'm just, I'm not worried about it, but I do think that in, in our regular, like, bossing lives, we, I think it makes a massive difference. And if, even if you're training for Ironman or going to the gym or whatever it is, like, wear the full face, do it. Yeah. So if you run into somebody at Target, for example, Mm -hmm. on a day off and you're not wearing any makeup, do you acknowledge the fact that you're not wearing any makeup? Do you say something like, oh my God, I'm so sorry I look like this? No, why would I apologize for <laughs> myself? Like, why would I apologize for that? I have actually done that before. I ran into this guy I hadn't seen in like a hundred years at Whole Foods in my neighborhood when I came back. From and you were out without a full oh, beat. Well, I was, I was tore up. I was super sick. This was like three, four weeks ago, and I ran into this guy and I look like death, literally. <laughs> And he's like, oh, hey, oh, Caroline, no. I thought that was you. And I'm like, oh, my God, of course I would run into somebody that I know. I've got, like, the beanie on and the sunglasses, and I'm really trying to camouflage. I'm trying to blend in, but I really need some fruits and vegetables, you know? And, yeah, this is my boy Masood, this guy I used to work with, like, a long time ago. And I was like, oh, dude, I of course you're catching me on the day that I just got done at the doctor's office and I have no beat on whatsoever. I'm like, I'm sorry I look like this, but it's really good to see you. He goes, yeah, you look a little rough, but it's good to see you too. Oh, great. I was sick, you know. I was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like illness is like, that's like the one time that you might say, oh, hi, I'd love to hug you. Don't get too close. I'm really not feeling well. Oh, yeah, that's the sweetest thing to say. 
but I would never apologize for running into someone that I knew or hadn't seen in a while if I didn't have like a face. Like, I just don't feel the need. I know people do. I know that. But I, I'm just not one of those people. I do. I don't know. I, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know if it's like... I don't know if it's called. Well, it's a beauty standard. It it's like not standard. acceptable. Yeah. It's like, is it acceptable for a woman to be seen less than, you know, in her feminine wiles, so to speak? Like, is it acceptable for a woman to be, you know, you know, is it, is it necessary for her to apologize? I don't personally think so, but like, it's a societal expectation. Yeah. You know, you are female or you identify as female. Therefore you have to look a certain way. It's just... Yeah, it's a society thing, and I don't feel the need to uh, appease what is generally accepted, as we know about me. Yes, I we do. constantly question everything. So for me, it's like this is not necessary. Yeah, I wonder where it comes from for me that I just you know, and sometimes I'll, I'll take a selfie when I'm not wearing any makeup at all, and I'll be like, oh, I'm really pretty even without makeup. You know, like I just sort yeah. of like build myself up, but. And then I'll take a selfie when I have like a full face, you know, date night or whatever, hair looking good, skin looking good. And I'm like, oh yeah, this beat is good. And there's so many different places in between, you know, there's like the right. baby glam and the medium, the, the business glam and then the glam glam. Yeah. Um, Which I'm a fan of all of those things. Like I have a standard... Like, okay, I got to get some makeup on. I've got these things to do. I have a standard um, go-to look, I guess. And then there's also the creative stuff that I do when I'm doing something different or if I have the time to glam. That's the other thing, too. It's like I would probably, to be honest, rather get an exercise in or get a little bit of work done or, you know, if I have an hour... I'll want to do something else for 30 minutes and then give myself 20, 30 to glam. I don't, I don't feel the need to glam for an hour. Oh, I didn't no. used to feel that way, but like the older I get, the less time I, I offer up to that, to that process now. I don't feel like I, I, I don't offer that up as long anymore. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I've seen you go from robe to road. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is good. Robe to road. Yeah. Right. In some of our, our conversations on, on the polo in, oh, Marco polo. in like 20 minutes. Right. Like yeah. This I is mean, not a time consuming process for you. No. You clearly mastered the art of getting ready. And I, well, actually I've also seen you do my makeup in 20 minutes too, girl. So I also did your makeup like, Oh my God, that was so well for your photo shoot. I think I took my time, but when you, when we, when we, well, photo shoot number one, photo shoot number two, that was like a 15-minute beatdown at 5 o'clock in the morning. Oh, that was so fast. And, I, and, and, I and it was actually, great. I liked it better than the first makeup, to be honest with you. I just... Yeah, I, I mean... Like, oh, yeah. wow. I could just... If I could do this every day. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's definitely... It's doable. And... But part of that, too, is like, that's my training. That's my job. Right. So you've mastered um, it for yourself as well. Yeah, because I... You know, I need to be able to do multiple people, depending on the, the uh, scope of work... I am generally not just showing up for one client. I'm doing multiple people and I have a time frame to work within and I've got to be efficient. And I kind of apply that to my own life. I mean, I have short hair, so the, the hair doesn't take very long. But I think, you know, if it makes you feel better, you should absolutely go to the gym in a full face. If you 
don't care and it, it's not important to you and it doesn't physically shift your mentality, then you don't have to. Please don't feel pressured to do it. It's about what you want personally and the psychological as the psychological aspect of putting your makeup on and being ready to face the day. I definitely feel better when I do it. And I even told you the other day, I had like a definitely a fuller beat than normal. And I was like, girl, I am feeling myself yes, today. Absolutely. You're going to take on the so that, day with this beat. <laughs> I, I was ready to take on the day. And um, yeah, I feel like it's a, it's a representation of our personal style and ourselves. And it's, for me, it's a bit of a barrier between the rest of the world and me. And it's part empowerment um, and feeling prepared um, so yeah, I think it's, for me, it's definitely something that I could take or leave, but I do feel better when I, when I take the time to do yeah. it for sure. 100%. So it's interesting, the word barrier, you know, like mm. war paint and war mask and it's, you know, the yeah. rituals that we've talked about Yes. for me. All right. So I'm going to fly later today. And as, as I always, always, always do, I like to look fly when I fly. <laughs> And, and, and I yeah. don't ever, like, get dressed up, or I'm usually super casual, but classic, and I always like to do my hair and my makeup before I fly. I don't know what it is. Um, well, <clears throat> because I think it goes back to that era in time when people, remember when people oh, used to yes. dress up to travel? Oh, like, if you were yes. traveling, honey, you had your everything going on. Your Sunday best. Meanwhile, here I come with my ugly luggage and no makeup. <laughs> Beauty professional. Um, but you know, the word barrier for me, it, it is more of an integrator. When I have makeup on, I feel like I could talk to anybody. I, I, I'm just, I don't know, I'm more outgoing. I'm more confident. I'm more like forward, more outgoing. Cause I need, I need to be more outgoing, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You really should work you on should that. Really work on more makeup, please. You really need to work on being more outgoing and talking to people. Yeah, so it's mm -hmm. interesting that you refer to it as a barrier, and I mm -hmm. refer to it more as like a, it makes me be part of the crowd, an integrator. I don't want to be in, I've been told many, many times that my presence is intimidating. And I think it's intimidating to a certain type of person. Mm. I think, I think uh, my tribe does not find it intimidating, but people that aren't my tribe find it intimidating. And I, I feel as if I, if I have a full beat on, I'm a lot more, I think I'm, I'm just more, um, I'm less approachable. Ah, interesting. So, yeah. I, you know, it, and I didn't want to bring up any more of what I read in this National Institute of Health until we, uh, the study, until we dug into a little bit of this conversation a little bit, but, um, because I think the topics with both of us have sort of manifested themselves. What they talked about is that there's sort of two functions of makeup at the highest level. Of course, it decomposes into a lot of, you know, psychological and uh, different traits, but at the very top, it's either a camouflage or mm -hmm. it's a seduction. Mm. And, you know, we talk about barrier. That's interesting. We talk about barrier and integrator in both of our different experiences with makeup. Um, yeah. So anyway, I just I just wanted to bring it up and see what your like what your reaction is, and it's interesting. Yeah, that's cool. I don't know. I I definitely see the integrator and in like being more outgoing and more willing to maybe take a risk or say something that you wouldn't normally say or speak to someone that you wouldn't normally speak to or. Um, 
just feel more confident in whatever it is you're doing. And I definitely feel more confident, but I don't know that I'm less likely. I don't think it makes me more outgoing. It just makes me more confident in whatever I'm getting into. Yeah. So I'm outgoing anyway. And I'll straight up walk up to you without a full face of makeup on. I think I, I'm less powerful without my bead on. I think that's mm-hmm. one thing. Um, I don't, and I, I think I, I may or may not carry myself differently. I, d- yeah. I don't know. I'll have to, I have to think about it. Yeah. Think about it. Um, so quick, another question. How old were you when you first started wearing makeup? Oh, this is a funny story. So when I was five, I decided that I was going to try ballet. Mm. And the only reason that I wanted to do ballet was because I heard that I could wear makeup if I did ballet. <laughs> and I'll never forget. My sign. mom bought me. <laughs> there's my sign. My mom bought me the cutest little Maybelline blush in the little tiny thing that had the little baby brush in it. And she also got me some pink eyeshadow, a single pigment pink eyeshadow with a little sponge. And I felt like queen of the freaking universe at five years old. Wow, that's young, honey. And that's a good young memory. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then when I went into primary school, I my mom bless her heart, worked very hard. Um, and this is in the eighties and she was one of the few women to do a man's job back in the eighties, which is probably where a lot of my female empowerment comes from is watching my mom and her sister do, do men's work. Essentially. My mom delivered mail, Mm. which was not a woman's job back in the eighties. And my, her younger sister was a cable splicer for the phone company. So her sister was up on like, like up on the the telephone poles and down in the manholes wearing a hard hat. Like this was not, these were not traditional jobs for women. And both of these ladies were strong in their femininity, but needed to make that dollar. Um, my mom was single mother. She had to support me and she would splurge and buy herself beautiful, um, Lancome makeup and Chanel. She would spend good money on this really nice prestige brand makeup back in the, back in the day. Now she didn't wear it to work obviously, but she would wear it when going out and you know, weekends and things like that. And I used to actually not steal her makeup, but I would take it, put it in my backpack and then put it on when I got to school (laughs) and then forget to take it off and come home with like, makeup on at like fourth, fifth grade. And she was like, what is happening? You are not allowed. It was a battle. You are not, you are not allowed to wear makeup until a certain age. And I remembered this battle of like, I really wanted to wear makeup when I was very too young to wear it, which I'm sure is a struggle for a lot of young girls and moms. And she was like, you're not to wear this. And I don't remember exactly at what age she said I could wear makeup and she wasn't very adept at it, but she bought good stuff. Um, I don't remember when she said I could actually wear makeup. And then, of course, in high school, game over, game I was all beat. Yeah, I was just beat beat to death in high school and still stealing her makeup in high school. Yeah, I didn't start until, I think I was still in Canada, definitely, when I started. Um, and I was just into eyeshadows back then. Mm-hmm. Then when I moved to the U.S., um, I was 16, and I don't think I was wearing a lot of makeup yet, but the girls, I mean, I was a senior in high school when I moved here, and the girls were totally different than what I was used to, so mm-hmm. I wanted to fit in, got rid of a French-Canadian accent, started wearing makeup, um, and my mom was always, always wore makeup, um, she made sure that I knew how to take care of my skin and that I knew how to 
apply makeup and I didn't look like a clown. So yeah. very, very early when I, you know, not as early as five years old, obviously, but, you know, in my late teens, as I started to integrate in the American culture, I learned, you know, she took me to, um, the department stores and, you know, we, we did it all together and with the, the mirror. That's so yeah. great. I love this rite of passage yeah. is this so rite cool. Of passage and, is awesome. You know? Yeah. It's these rituals we, that we teach. And, and I, I've, I've heard so many clients tell me, well, you know, my mom wasn't really a makeup wearer. And so I don't know what I'm doing because I didn't have anyone to teach me yeah. how to do this and like what I should do and how I should do it. And, um, it's my privilege actually to be able to show women how to do this you know there are a lot of women that I meet that that are not just totally unaware and they're like well I do this and I don't know why I do that and I don't really think it looks good but I don't really know how else to do it so for me it's it's great to be able to teach them a few you know tips and tricks and and that they can integrate into their day practically quickly right um, you know, and so that they feel better. So I love that. I love that story. Awesome. So listen, before we wrap it up for this episode, um, let's talk yeah. to our viewers. Where are they? Tell me where are our viewers? Okay. So listen, I, I'm so glad you uh, I mean, asked me viewers, that. Our viewers, our listeners. <laughs> our oh, viewers. viewers. I don't know where the viewers <laughs> are. <laughs> I don't think we have any viewers. <laughs> where are our listeners? So just wanted to shout out to a couple different amazing places um, while we are in our second year now, Mm -hmm. technically, of the podcast. Um, I want to shout out some glossies in um, Brazil, Indonesia, Stockholm, Sweden, Tokyo, Japan, Cambridge, Canada, Santa Cruz, California, Philadelphia, Baltimore, um, Vienna, Virginia. We have a lot of people all over the planet and that feels amazing. That's like, really awesome. We are international. We are, we are an international podcast. And so with that, with that super good news and that super awesome, um, discovery of, of where in the world are, our yeah, listeners. I was like yeah. totally stunned when I cracked the analytics open just to see, we've got listeners like in like far, like Tokyo. I'm, I'm shook. What up, Tokyo? I'm totally, totally shook. What up, Tokyo? Hey. So, hey, let's ask them. Let's ask these listeners. Um, I want to know about your makeup routines. Your Are you in the 44 or are you in the 56? Are you teaching your ladies? Are you teaching your friends? Do you have coaches? Do you have beauty professionals? Are there... Do you have daughters? Do you have da- are, the, are you teaching your daughters? What are you I showing them? These in, what, what age is acceptable around the globe? Makeup trends around the globe. Yeah. So, yeah. So tell them where they can find us and hit us up. So please head to Twitter and hit us up at GlossOverPod. You can also find us on Instagram at This Is Caro and GlossOverBabe. And we really want to know. So please drop us some comments. Show us some love. Also want to tease this. There's a giveaway coming soon, you guys. Hey. Hey. Giveaway from the GlossOver podcast. It's going to be lit. Please stay tuned. Tune into social media channels to find out more. Sounds awesome. I want to hear more about your stories, guys. Um, I am also, you can comment on thevoicescollection.com. And I think that's all the time that we have for this fantastic episode. Thank you for sharing, doll. All right, boo. Well, thank you, girl. I'll check you next time. Sounds good. Okay. Love you. Bye. The end. Thank you for listening. Have a topic you'd like us to gloss over? Hit us up on Twitter at GlossOverPod and find us on the web at thevoicescollection.com slash GlossOverPod.